What's up? It's the Brunch Breakdown Super Bowl edition. Actually, we're just going to call this show the Usher Breakdown. Until further notice, <laughs> is what we're going to call it. Yeah. Didi out here in Los Angeles. Dan is in Pittsburgh. Chris is in Pittsburgh, too. And we're going to hear from him here in a couple seconds. But, uh, Dan, let everybody know where they can find this Super Bowl edition of the Brunch Breakdown and every other episode and video we've ever done. A.K.A. the Usher Breakdown for the rest of time. And they can find that and formerly known as the Brunch Breakdown uh, anywhere. Anywhere podcasts are available, people, you can just search brunch breakdown maybe you can search usher breakdown and who knows maybe we'll pop up uh, from here moving forward but any of the major and minor podcast streaming services we're there i trust us we're there uh make sure you're just hitting follow or subscribe so the new episodes that come out each and every wednesday are coming straight to you make it nice and easy for you we've got full video episodes to go along with the audio, if you want to see our beautiful faces, some of the things that we talk about, I have some important visuals that are not worth missing. So check out the full video episodes as well. Those also come out on Wednesdays. Uh, they premiere premiere at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, on demand anytime you want to want to watch after that, and basically anytime on Spotify. Starting Wednesday afternoon. Let's just call it that way. <laughs> Wednesday afternoon, available video uh, episodes also available on Spotify. We're everywhere on social media, Facebook, the X, Instagram, threads, Triller, TikTok. We're at Brunch Breakdown, all those places. Follow us. We follow you back. And uh, we're even talking, yeah, a little bit of Usher today and a, and a lot of music as we always do. So uh, we put that all together in a little Sounds of Brunch playlist is what we call it. It's exclusively available. On Spotify, gets updated each and every Friday. That's what we're listening to last week. What we got for you this week. Just uh, tell Alexa or simply search on Spotify. Sounds a brunch. No doubt. Also, uh, yeah, we're talking all, yeah, all things halftime, all things commercial. Uh, at some point, we may mention the game. That's up to Dan if he wants to do that or not. Uh, <laughs> and honestly, maybe Chris is going to mention the game because we're talking all things yeah. Super Bowl. And uh, we're going to hear from him right now. Here's Christopher Gates. Boys, what's going on? Chris here. I uh, am sorry I cannot make it uh, to record the episode with you today. Uh, I really like recapping the Super Bowl with Yins, so this sucks. Uh, but scheduling, you know, got a little bit weird, couldn't work out. So I wanted to just check in with a quick message um, about the, the Super Bowl, football season, whatever. And I have one overarching thought, and, and I guess it's going to lead to a question. But I think this... Um, actually might have been my least favorite football season of my life. And so I'm curious to hear how you guys felt the football season was. Um, I think Usher's halftime performance might have been the best moment of the entire thing uh, because I really thought the Steelers were going to be good. I really thought that Kenny Pickett was going to be good and the, uh, none of that was hap- that didn't happen. Um, I really thought Pitt was going to be good and uh, never have I been more wrong. Uh, and all along the way, uh, you know, like coaches got fired, um, players left teams in college. There's like the transfer portal and like the situation's so bad that college coaches now don't want to coach in college, so they're all leaving. Um, it's, it's I think, bit like the Steelers, they made the playoffs, but nobody thought anything was happening there. Um, this, I think, was the worst pit football season of my 30, almost 37 years on planet Earth. So, uh, yeah, thank you, Usher, for bringing back way more people than I thought 
was going to happen. I did not think we Dan and I talked last week about like cameos, who all is going to be, who might Usher bring back. And uh, I was like, well, I am, I think makes sense. And then he was like, yeah, I'll do, I'll just, well, how about everybody? Usher was like, how about everybody? Um, which was awesome. That that performance was great, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Like, oh, and also on top of like the pro football season, like I couldn't watch a football game without people talking about Taylor Swift, and I don't even hate Taylor Swift, but you know what? This season made me kind of annoyed with her because she just like I just want to. Can I watch a football game? Because that's the entertaining thing to me. I just really didn't enjoy this football season, and uh, I hope next season is better. Um, but like maybe along the way we can have more special halftime performances, like during the regular season to just in case it's as bad or worse next year than it was this year for me. Um, this is all about me. Uh, maybe we could just have some special halftime performances, um, to watch. And I don't mean like dogs catching Frisbees. Okay. I mean like relatable to the Usher performance. Um, I don't know what the, you know, I, I mentioned at the beginning that there's like an overarching point. I don't know what it was. I guess it's that I didn't like this football season, but I liked Usher. I guess that's my point. So uh, I, I'm, I'm sure you guys are going to talk about what you thought of Usher's performance. Um, so I look forward to that. And I'm also curious to hear where you would rate this football season for you, maybe on a scale of one to 10, maybe like where it is near your best or your worst. Um, like the Browns weren't dog shit, so that's good for Didi, right? Uh, West Virginia beat Pitt, so that's good for Didi, right? I guess just for me and Dan specifically, it wasn't very good. So I'm interested <laughs> to hear about that from you boys. And um, yeah. Also, Reba said brave twice. So what does that mean for the over? I picked the over and she's like, brave, brave. What does that mean? Did I get it? Did I did I get it? Let me know. <laughs> the one that was only. beautiful. Um, let's let's go to prop bets. Um, let's do prop bets. He mentioned a lot of them there. Um, that was yeah. beautiful, Chris. And uh, speaking of Reba, how to do? How how do we do? Over. Under? So yeah, a lot of really interesting. Uh, what, what what really interesting was what happened with Reba. There were some very controversial decisions that had to be made. So let's start right there. Uh, as Chris mentioned, there was a brave and then there was a second brave. So what most sports bets initially called, they called it under, which would have given you, you were the only one that called under. Um, but then they took, they basically took it off the board and said, everybody's winning. They're taking over and they're taking under because of the second brave. And it was close. It was close as it was if there was only one. So we're calling that winners for everybody because we're going to go with the official Vegas ruling there. Everybody won on the brave over under three and a half seconds. Uh, so Chris, I don't know if that makes it good for you, if it helps, but we're going with Vegas rules and that's what Vegas says, but no one prepared for the pause and the second brave. Um, now, this one might be a little controversial as well. Based on your feedback, Didi, will Reba McIntyre show cleavage during the national anthem? Chris said yes. You and I said no. The ruling was no. The ruling was no. And I think you felt like you saw, you saw something there. Okay, see, here's the thing. 
whenever they sh- flew in to Reba, the overhead yes. shot, all yes. right, the Skycam yeah. shot was cleavage. Sure. Then when they went to what would be what showed her for the national anthem, you couldn't see anything. It was low cut, but you couldn't see anything. But if you right. can see cleavage from above, so if you're Shaq standing next to Reba, because mm. I don't know how tall Reba is. So maybe I'm six one. Maybe I would have seen cleavage on Reba. I'm not sure. Okay. Sure. Is it cleavage if only somebody taller than Reba can see it? Because I saw that the ruling was no, but I'm also like, wait, I saw cleavage at the top. So yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know if people thought that she was going to wear like her like no, her like tits weren't just gonna be out. Like, no, that wasn't gonna be the case. Like, I don't right. know what people thought, but like I, I what I thought was funny was like before the game, she had posted like her in his fur coat, and I was like, We got this one. No cleavage. <laughs> we got it. And then she came out right. with that black top, and I was like, whoa, wait, wait. So I don't know. Yeah. Vegas was. I think prop bets had a bad night. Honestly, they had a weird night. Tricky, tricky one. Very yeah. two very tricky scenarios just based around Reba. Uh, so you and I technically were correct in saying no. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's an eye level ruling. Maybe that's what they judge it based off of. Is is, is eye level? But you're right. But cleavage much more likely above in any scenario. Yeah. Skycam uh, says so, otherwise. Yeah, Skycam <laughs> did say otherwise. <laughs> Um, so there you go. Those are the, those are the most controversial ones to, to start. Another one that was going to be controversial had to go to the replay booth to, to find out what happened here. Jump forward to the end of the game, the Gatorade color bath. Now it it didn't get shown on television Mm -mm. and it appeared that it didn't even happen. And my thought was going back to what I said last week, this is a good idea. He's a 65 year old man who gets bumped and hip-checked in the middle of the game, by the way. Maybe an ice-cold bath isn't the smartest thing to do after all this. It did happen on his way up to the podium, right before he was up there. They they cleared it. It went out on the NFL, broadcast that on their, on their X account. And, D, I can't report, you and I were correct. It was purple. We did have purple Gatorade. We had a we got a nice little winnings uh, on that one. So Chris went with yellow. You and I went with purple. We're winners again. Big win. I was like, it's yeah. not going to be red. There's not going to be any other colors in there that have the teams in there. And I was like, Kobe statue, purple. There you go. There you go. That's what I went with. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, will the power go out during the game? We all took no, so we all won that one. Uh, will an unauthorized person enter the field of play? I said no. You and Chris said yes at plus 300, and you did come through. We did have a streaker, at least what uh, Jim Nance called a partial streaker, yeah. enter the field of play. Uh, you made some great points in the text message in the French Breakdown group text. Uh uh, all things considered where it was and what year we're in and that it was definitely going to happen. Uh, wars going on. It's a, it's a yeah. uh, presidential election year. Uh, it's yeah. Uh, so that was great. Great thinking on your part. And so, yes, Chris Didi came away with the yes, unauthorized person entering the field of play. Was he streaking for any reason? 
Did we ever find that we out? I saw the out. video. Never found that out. And I didn't see him with like a sign. I didn't see anything painted on him or anything like right. that. Because I was because my whole reasoning for there being a streaker was like, it's an election year. We've got wars going on. We've got, you know, it's just there's a bunch of stuff going on where there's going to be that just felt like there was going to be some kind of protest of Statement. some sort. Yeah. But I didn't yep. but I didn't see or hear anything about that's why he was doing it. And so then I just was disappointed that he didn't go full nude because I was like, bro, <laughs> what are you doing? You just you just got tackled shirtless. Like you're not even a good right. video for anyone. Right. Like you just right. What? Like, yeah, at least make the person that's having to tackle you, like, think twice about how they're coming in and the angle yes. they're coming in. Yes. Make everybody <laughs> uncomfortable in the whole stadium if you're going to go for it. Like, if you're going to go for it with right. no reason other than I figured out how to get onto the field, dude, you can't just you can't just go shirtless. Yeah. If you're spending a night in jail, go all in. Go, go all out, all if you will. In. Get yeah. your picture you all over the world. Be committed. Like, that's Be committed not a to it. You in jeans with no shirt? What? Yeah. No. Okay. Not good enough. Weak. Not good enough. What a shame. His parents uh, have to be the, so disappointed. <laughs> the Drake Super Bowl curse, uh, which uh, team apparel will Drake be wearing on Super Bowl Sunday? This was uh, what I thought was an easy one. Chiefs, uh, right? You and I went Chief. Chris went 49ers for some reason. Uh, Chiefs, the winner there, uh, of course. So you and I uh, kind of getting uh, neck and neck here. As we move into, um, really, we're going to get into the the halftime bets here because that could be a nice little segue. But uh, there was the big one at the end. Las Vegas is invaded, invaded by aliens. and The game ends in a tie. I think we all threw money in on that one, figuring what the hell, why not? Uh, there was a moment in the game <laughs> when the extra point was doinked and miss. And all of a sudden, we eventually got to 19-19 in the second half. And I go, well, there it is. Now we're tied. <laughs> it was setting up beautifully. Remember, because we thought we talked about that last week. I said, you know, they don't just say aliens invade and the game ends. Or is it a forfeit? Or it game ends in a tie. Well, if it was needed to be a tie, it was a tie. So we were just waiting for it to come down. But no, no big money on that one. I thought, I thought about it when it went to overtime. I did think about it. I didn't think about it at 16-16. I did think about it. I, I did think about it in overtime. I was like, yeah. oh boy, this will be the great moment that it happens. Just at the coin toss. Something just right comes there. down, shuts it off. That would have been it. Uh, now we get into, uh, what we're really here to talk about. And that's the halftime performance, a number of prop bets for halftime, uh, first song to be performed. Uh, Chris and I picked, uh, OMG DD picking love in this club. Nobody winning that, but winning that bet. Um, I don't even think I had the, they were, they even showed the odds or they were deep for what he actually started with. Um, so that was a little, a little surprising. So here's what I thought about that. Um, he started off his first song that he performed was caught up, but the first song you heard was my way. So my did way, my yeah. way win the bet? I think it probably did. Cause I think it probably did. I didn't check that official rate uh, call on that, but that's what first song to be performed. Yeah. But you're right. It was just, it was quick. Yeah. And because he was sitting in the throne when he got off the throne, he performed caught up. But like, yeah. you heard like the opening of my way, but he wasn't singing it. So, right, right. 
So it's hard. Yeah, it's going to be harder yeah. what, what they went on there based on perform. But uh, neither of those songs were in the top six Ooh, in terms okay. of odds. So there was some serious money to be made there. Um, and uh, neither of us came out on top of that one. Uh, what color would Usher's shirt be to begin the halftime show? Uh, Chris and you, Didi, you both went blue. I went red. We were all wrong. Oh, uh, white everywhere. White at the the second favorite odds plus two fifty, we didn't come out on uh, top there. We were just trying to get a little extra, yeah, extra extra bonus, a little extra money on that one. Didn't quite happen there. Okay, Chris alluded to this a little bit <laughs> earlier. Other performance odds for halftime show appearance must appear on stage with a microphone. Um, Chris picked Will I Am. I picked Ludacris. Indeed, you pick Little John, Little John, and Ludacris. Technically, we all won because those were all right. Those were all right. In fact, the uh, top four favorite odds: Alicia Keys, Ludacris, Little John, Will I Am, all, uh, all appearing amongst others. Others, by the way, yeah. amongst others. Um, but I guess we have to give you a little extra tip of the cat, uh, tip of the hat, DD, that. Um, Actually, no, it's actually got to go to Chris for Will I Am had the longest odds out of any one that we picked. Out of anybody that was picked, little Will I Am had the longest odds. Uh, although you'd fool me that even tell me that that was Will I Am. I said, I, we were watching <laughs> it with some people. I said, it looked like he got stung by a bee yesterday and was still not reacting well to it. And it was, oof, could have fooled me. Could have been anybody under there. Um. So we'll call everybody the winners there, but maybe give Chris a little extra uh, extra tip. He would have won more money, uh, more money in that one. And finally, will Usher expose a nipple on stage? Dan said no. Chris and Didi said yes, and were very correct, very correct. Uh, both were there and very very prominent. Um, and so, if you haven't been keeping track at home, uh, in terms of amount of prop bet. Bets that were correct. Chris had three. I had four. Didi, you had six. Congratulations. You are the winner of the Super Bowl prop bets game uh, by the brunch breakdown. So I don't know what you would have won financially, but you, 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 you won in our hearts here for everybody. Uh, like, you know, it's funny. Uh, the nipples, the, the shirts off thing, that all came from an interview I watched with Usher talking about how he was he mentioned adam levine someone asked him uh, will you be shirtless during the halftime and all he goes was, and all he said was you know i mean i saw adam levine do it <laughs> and that was it and he just kind of like <laughs> laughed it off and i was like yeah Usher's, okay ushers 1000 percent taking your shirt off at some he's point he's doing it but yeah yeah <laughs> so but I was like, but yeah, he said, I saw Adam Levine do it, which reminded me of that being what everybody talked about on the internet the next day after Maroon 5 Super yep. Bowl. I was yes, like, oh, yeah. Yes, uh, they did. Well, Dan, do you have a brew with you? I do. Do you? Sweet. Yeah. All right. I well, do. All right. Just wanted to make sure because I know we got, you know, we got it's a, it's a fun episode. Here we go. All right. So yeah. um, this is kind of me passive aggressively like coming at you, Dan for something that Ooh. you told me you were going to do for me, but you didn't. So here's the thing. All right. So what I am sipping on is a little Smallman Street Vodka from my friends at Wiggle. 
Okay. <laughs> and I saw that they have this uh they have this cool service. They have a distributor that they can ship stuff out all over the country or whatever, and it's a really cool service. And so I was like, let me buy this Smallman Street vodka. Siobhan likes vodka. Let's do this. And then I got some of their bourbon too, which I'll talk about next week. But uh gotta tell you, pretty tasty. Smallman Street vodka from my friends at Wiggle. I really like it. Good with mixing, good straight. I really enjoy this. So um shouts to Wiggle and Dan who owes me a bottle of Maggie's Farm. Uh, it's time. So get on it. I have it. I have it. It's in possession. It's figuring out the logistics and the transport. That's well, the challenge. Because if it were to not make it there oh, it would successfully, be, it would be devastating. Step, dev, devastation. Devastating. Devastation. So we're working it out, determining if if we trust uh, one of the great carriers of this country to to deliver it to you, or do we do our best to bring it with us when we come out to LA in uh, what is hopefully uh, not very long? So I feel like I feel like that would that be the is, latest you get. That it. is one hundred percent the safest. Definitely, that's the safest. That's actually the. But safest can you wait that long? Yeah, because that that's maybe yes. a few, just a few months. Yes, at at most. Until you have that, but we definitely have it for you. Yes, I can wait that long. But uh, <laughs> yes, I could absolutely wait that long. I feel like that is the same. When you mention it, when you say it that way, when you say yeah. it in the way of our great carriers in this country, seeing <laughs> <laughs> is that Siobhan just bought like a uh, like a storage, like a wooden storage shelf thing for like the kids' playroom, and like mm -hmm. it came like half broken. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. And like that that bottle, that's it. That's all. I can't go get another one. No, no, that's it. They're gone. I, that's it. So that's why I'm more, yeah. more concerned about it. No. We'll get it I to hear you. you. I hear you. We'll get it to you. <laughs> um, well, I brought a heavy hitter here from uh speaking of we're you know, we're talking goats a lot on this episode. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Usher. Um and in my personal opinion, my personal opinion, goat Grace Brewery. For me, Zool Beer Company. I've oh. talked about them. Knoxville, Tennessee uh, had one of these bad boys. Um, had to take it. They welcome the Bedrock. It's a coconut marshmallow creamsicle smoothie sour. Okay. <laughs> oh, baby. Okay. Do they know what they are doing? This is why they are the greatest brewery, in my opinion. It's just, I mean, it is. You get everything there. You get the creamsicle. And this, you know, light, fruity coconut and that sweetness from the marshmallow. And it's thick and it's creamy and it's super tasty. Heavy hitter here. You know, we're talking Super Bowl. So I had to bring out one of the best from Zool Beer Company. If you're ever near Knoxville, Tennessee, stop by my friends. Tell them I said hello. Dude. Uh, wow. Uh, that is a lot. ABV, what we got? Ooh, good question. Six point seven. Oh, okay, that's cool. So we're fine. It's a that's a All good right. moderate level. Yeah, six point no, seven. That's good. Yeah, totally acceptable. Nice. So, yeah. well, cheers, Dan. Yeah. Cheers. All right. Well, uh, let's get into the main menu, which is the halftime show, Usher's <laughs> halftime performance, right. and so. I'm going to tell you this. I left that sore because <laughs> I was on my feet 
dancing with Usher the whole time. Like, the whole time. And, <laughs> like, I got to tell you, dude, like, my, because Siobhan went to one of the kids' friends' houses and watched the Super Bowl over there. Mayhem was asleep. So it's just me, Wingstop, and Usher. Wow. Dude, I mean, nothing better. And so right before halftime, as you guys know, I was like counting down. If you follow me on social media, I was literally saying, do guys, we got two hours to Usher. We got an hour to Usher. We're about 20 minutes to Usher, guys. And uh, as soon as it like cl- close to halftime, because like 49ers kneeled to go in the half, I was up stretching. I was ready. Getting the Achilles ready, getting the ankles ready. I was ready to go because that is how hyped I was for this halftime show. And it didn't disappoint. I was just nervous that maybe the set list was going to be wrong. Maybe I, I don't know what I thought. I thought maybe the guest appearances, because I knew there were going to be some. I, I didn't know how they were going to be. So I was like nervous, you know, like I was getting ready for the finals game seven or something. And it was incredible. Like he is the greatest performer of all time. Here's why. And I'm going to say it right now. You know Ooh. why? Because when you think of great performers in the history of music, you know what you think of? You think of them, and you also think of the groups they were a part of. Beyonce, Destiny's Child, Michael Jackson, Jackson 5, Justin Timberlake, NSYNC. All these other people, they all had groups. It's just been Usher the whole goddamn time. It's just him. Just him. And goddamn it, did he kill it. And there are so many songs that he didn't do last night that I'm like, right? can we have him back next year to do the rest? Can we just can we just like just not have somebody else next year and just have Usher come do the just side B like of the halftime show? That's what we need. Like just in- incredible last night. Like everything about it, the dancing, the roller skating, everything about it was because, dude, I knew he was going to do the roller skating because that's part of the Vegas show. But like okay. to do that on national TV. With the fact that you could be memed until oblivion. <laughs> like, dude, just the just the confidence to do that is just ridiculous, dude. Like, it was and amazing. That, his entrance in that segment, that part of it was timed right with the camera and her is right there and... It wasn't like, oh, he just found his way back up and skated. It was like, no, it was choreographed to happen at this place, this moment between these other two roller skaters. That was crazy impressive. The dancing with them, I mean, it was unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Uh, You make an interesting point about the greatest performers of all time. And I was, those are the three that I was thinking are the three that you named. And yeah, groups, but. Not the man, not Ur, sure. No, no. Been him since day one. And I mean, to be in that shape at that age, ladies and gentlemen, holy cow. Uh, <laughs> forget about Adam Levine. Forget about it. Um, I mean, just iconic. That performance was absolutely iconic from start to finish. And it, I mean, you didn't, there was so much to it, but at the same time, it was like, this is stripped down to like what I I came to expect of a Super Bowl halftime performance. Give me a stage. Give me you. Give me dancing. Like let, put on that show. 
I don't need this over production version of something like that. He's just that talented. And that's all you needed in that moment uh, for that halftime. I mean, love in this club with the marching band. I had chills. Chills with that. That was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, Now. We mentioned the prop bet on guest appearances, etc. I'm going to go back to your text message, Didi, when you were giving us your answer, uh, when you said Lil John and Ludacris, and you said, at the end, and that better be it. <laughs> I want to take you now. Hindsight 2020, did you think there were too many guest appearances, or were you happy that you saw who you saw. I was happy I saw who I saw because they all made sense. They all made sense. Okay. So that's the thing that I was nervous about. What I didn't want was a, was a, you know how Madonna brought out like MIA and Nicki Minaj or whatever? Yeah. For what? And like how Missy Elliott had to come in and like save Katy Perry's set. There's no, there's nothing like safe. There's nothing that like mixes them together. So, like, it was cool to have Alicia Keys get that moment. She's not performing halftime at the Super Bowl at any time. Like, National Anthem, America the Beautiful, whatever. Like, she'll sing those. Yeah. She's not going to be singing. She's not going to be singing at halftime. So, it was cool to get, like, a little bit of I Ain't Got You, um, even though she did butcher the first note, which, damn, that's got to suck. Like, you had, like, yeah. five <laughs> notes of I Ain't Got You, and you fucked up the first one. So, that has to right. suck. Um, but, anyways, I, it was cool to have her get that moment and come in as the the big attachment to her dress or whatever. And then they did my boo. It makes sense. They do songs together. Having Jermaine Dupri in a questionable outfit just come on and talk. I was cool with that. Like Jermaine Dupri <laughs> is a part of that time period. It's cool. Yeah. I didn't need Will I Am, but like he didn't. He, he he's on the song. Like fine. Like he brought Usher to the Super Bowl. Usher brought him to the Super Bowl. That's cool. It's nice to know these people are still living. Like I'm like, hey, Will I Am. I ain't seen you in a minute, dude. So yep. it was cool. And the way he brought out her was just like awesome. Like she just comes Amazing. out because she does everything. So it was just cool to have her just come out just with the guitar, just killing it. Yeah. Do two songs like that was fun. It just all the all the like as many guest appearances there were, they all made sense. They weren't just like stupid. Like I would have thought a stupid one would have been bringing out Justin Bieber, which a lot of people on the Internet wanted. And I'm like, but they would mm-hmm. be coming out to do Bieber's song. This is Usher's halftime show. Also, mm-hmm. Usher probably said, hey, Bieber, got this idea. And he was like, but here's the thing. You got to cut your hair and take a shower. And Usher, and Justin was like, I'm too rich for that. And just <laughs> said, I'll see you there, Usher. See you there. That's what I think happened with Justin Bieber for everybody that was sad about it. Like, that guy yeah. has not cut his hair or taken a shower in eight years. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, anybody that had an opinion about that or just a general negative opinion about the the show in general, uh, I saw this tweet uh, last right after the game. Uh, I don't have who it was by. It was nobody famous, but it's it perfectly sums it up that if you've never illegally downloaded any of the songs you heard tonight on LimeWiner, I don't want your opinion of the halftime show. And I mean... <laughs> yes. 100%. Right? One hundred percent. Like, yeah, no, one hundred percent. If you're of the older generation or you're Gen Zer and you're not all that familiar with Usher, then your opinions, frankly, don't matter in this situation because you saw one of the greatest halftime shows that you're ever going to see. 
yeah. in the history of time. It's that simple. It's that simple. Yeah, it's like you can debate which is the greatest of all time. That's subjective between whatever music mm-hmm. that you like and who you grew up with or whatever. Like people love the Prince halftime show and all that. People right. love Beyonce. Right. And I like I'm partial to I really love Beyonce Coldplay, Bruno Mars halftime show. I just loved it. I thought it was like really cool how they did that. But like this one is my favorite one that I've ever seen. This is it. This is it. Because if you mm-hmm. go back, you can watch all these on YouTube and decide. Everyone loves the Michael Jackson one, mainly because it was the first one. And he does, and there's some cool things with fake Michael up here, fake Michael up here. There's a fake Michael at the top of the stadium, whatever. But like he stands there for half the performance and people just cheer. <laughs> like, if you go and watch it on YouTube, it's not all that great. Like I'm just letting you know, it's just not all that great. It's just, it was the first one and it's Michael Jackson. So I get why people love it. But like, this is everything you wanted. And like, if you were watching that with people who were younger or something, let's say you have a kid who was, 13 or something and nothing knew nothing about usher some usher songs are like double their age and like if they're watching it they're like this is cool all right i get it i get it you know yeah. not saying they're gonna be big usher fans all i'm saying is like they they get it and like that yeah. was what i thought was the coolest part about it was like if you didn't know an usher song you were like holy shit that was incredible you're like, yeah, I get it. I respect that. You respect him as a performer, as a musician, as a as a dancer, all of that. And I mean, yeah, it was it was uh, middle school for a lot of us all over again. Middle school, high school, that whole era. Um, dude's been putting out music for a long, long time, and hit after hit. And like you said, there's some songs he didn't play. Yeah, dude, there are a lot of songs he didn't play. Like, yeah, like all the the whole set list was like. 2001 to like 2010 Mm -hmm. and so nothing from the 90s nothing from 2010s he didn't perform any he didn't perform any snippets from the new album he didn't perform any like small portions of the new from the new album like good good is a number one song on like r&b radio like top 40 hit like today like right now (laughs) yeah so it's like (laughs) you know and i was and i was i did and here's the thing i didn't want that so i'm happy that that didn't happen i was very nervous like when you see all the prop bets and it was like 21 savage i'm like i don't i I don't want i don't want it i don't want it guys Mm -hmm. i don't want it so that was one of the things that made me super happy it's all the things like i wanted i got so um yeah dude and loving this club i was so hyped for that song and with the marching man come on dude it just like Can't seeing little John honestly. having Ludacris get the stage like that, like, and he had the old school Ludacris fro from that time. Like, come yeah, on. yeah. Like, come on. I don't even know if that was really Ludacris's hair because I don't know if Ludacris got that much <laughs> hair now. Regardless, <laughs> it worked out, and it was right. cool. It was it was cool. It did. It. Did. I mean, it, it. You couldn't have asked for anything more, and it was it was it was perfect. And it was Vegas, and it was. Oh. It was yes. everything. It's going to be hard to to top that one moving forward. I think it'll be something uh, we talk about for for a long time. That halftime performance, for sure, the man. Okay, so we talked halftime. Now let's talk about the other most important thing of the Super Bowl: the commercials. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Dan, uh, I will tell you what my favorite commercial was. I'll tell you what my okay. favorite two commercials were. Right off top, uh, the Kia commercial with the girl ice skating. And she like wins her tournament. She's sad her grandparents aren't there. So her wow. dad takes her out to her grandparents and they have a pond that's frozen. And he brings out this boom box and they perform for her grandfather who's watching from the window. And he puts 10 
on the window that's like he just like draws it all like on the window in like the tears it's wow incredible shouts the kia i'm looking okay i'm in i'm in the process of looking for a hybrid suv right now and i gotta tell you kia might be back in my life after that commercial (laughs) well about that okay i was gonna say one time my life might be back (laughs) in my life after that commercial like holy hell like good god guys i just come on um and then the dunk the the dunking commercial like freaking ben j-lo they do it again they do it again tom brady you know, Jack Harlow for like two seconds, like just mm-hmm. fun. Matt Damon, just so much fun. And I want one of those tracksuits like bad. I want one. So oh, I know. That's like, the, literally the first thing I thought of when I saw that yeah. commercial over. I was like, yeah. I got to Google this and see if they're going to be selling these things. Yeah. Uh, the Dunk Kings. I, that, by far my favorite of, yeah, yeah. The, Tom Brady sneaking in there too. Dude, just, come on. I mean, like really, really awesome. Just True. really well uh, money well spent yes. uh, by Duncan. And they've been kind of like leading up, you know, uh, Ben Affleck's been in a couple of Duncan commercials now. Even at, at uh, Ice Spice was in one. And there's recent ones where he kind of like, it was this kind of this story leading up to it. And it was just incredible. Uh, definitely my my favorite of the night. Um, boy, there was some other, I'm trying to think of my second favorite was probably, I think I'm going to give it to the Uber Eats one where ah. it, was, it was celebrity filled where you remember that Uber Eats can basically deliver anything, but you have to forget something in order to remember that. And uh, uh, you had David Schwimmer and uh, Jennifer Aniston were the big players in that, but there are a lot of other celebrities uh, throughout Jelly Roll, uh, forgetting that he had tattoos on his face. Uh, yeah, that was that was very, very clever. That one was really well done. That'd probably be my top two. Yeah, the only thing, dude, I wondered with the because the Friends cast always kind of makes fun of themselves a lot, right? So yeah. like that was funny to me. I thought it was really funny, but like I just wonder, like, do you think they called up like they were like in sync? You guys are like back together. You think like it'd be funny if Justin was like, don't remember you guys? Yeah, like who said no? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Casey for sure. <laughs> like, right? Like hell no? You kidding Jason- me? <laughs> JC was not having any of that whatsoever. Um, I feel like Lance and Joey might have been game, but like even them, I don't know. Yeah. They might not have been game either. I feel like it's not a fun yeah. thing for them to talk about. Um, <laughs> but I just felt like that would have been like that would have been a funny way to do that commercial also. But uh, no, I really like that sure. one. Um, Beyonce doing this weird commercial with her doing weird things and then. Uh, which was like kind of out of character for Beyonce. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. It was just like, you know, kind of self-deprecating, which was fun. And then she just goes, uh, dropping, uh, all right, whatever, drop the new music. And then she dropped new music. <laughs> I, I mean, thought it, it was, was a such... joke. We, we were watching with people and everybody just had this look on their face. Like, is this, are you serious? Is this yeah. real? And we're all on our phones. Nothing yet. We kept going. Nothing yet. <laughs> yet. Nothing yet. And then all of a sudden, boom, songs, album announcement, country music. What's going on? <laughs> Crazy. And it was like, oh, yeah, she had a she had a hat on at the Grammys. She's like a cow, cowboy hat on. the. It was like, oh, putting it all together. That was wild. Yeah, very kind of out of character for Beyonce. But yeah, uh, very sneaky. Good. It was a good Verizon commercial. Yes. Um, yeah. You didn't like the the major players, the the beer. Mm-mm. uh beer doritos are usually the favorites and didn't Missed really me. come through all that successful bud lights was fine with the genie and then you know they come back to the game and they're there um 
you know, so that that was okay. But the Sarah V commercial with Michael Sarah was like oh. the most out of left field thing I've ever seen. And like, you wouldn't think, you know, you really need some, you know, a moisturizer to spend $7 million on a 30 second ad during the Super Bowl. But it's Sarah V with Michael Sarah. And like now, I'll always remember that one. See, and that's, and it worked in that way, right? So, yeah, it's funny. I, all because of like algorithms and stuff, there's this podcaster. Her name's Bobby Altoff. She got really popular over the like last year interviewing Drake and a bunch of other celebrities mm-hmm. with her like deadpan thing. She interviewed him and they like, and she asked him that and it was fully set up for this commercial. Okay. Because so, it was fully just, it was a TikTok clip and it just like, kind of went viral where it was like she asked him that and it was like really awkward and he walked off set like asked him are you behind Cerevi and I was like and I thought that was really funny so when I saw the commercial <laughs> it just didn't pay off for me that way I was like oh. Oh. I was like I, I like because I loved like this was I, already funny yeah I yeah. saw something that was I that I thought was already funny and I think because it shocked me in that way so if I would have right. saw the commercial first I think I would have thought the commercial was better but yes. I just thought like the randomness of it and him getting like real awkward was like, wait, Sarah V, Sarah. Oh, that's funny. That's yeah. really fun. <laughs> and yeah. So I don't, so it's like, not that I hated the commercial. It was just like, ah, um, it was almost a little spoiled. Yeah. But the worst commercial, and I'm not going to talk about the, he gets us commercial. Um, oh, even though boy. dude, religious groups, political groups, guys, 7 million on ads, 14 million on ads, 28 million on ads. Guys, 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 guys. Guys, yeah, guys, a lot of yeah. things going on in the world. Guys, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I have a hard time believing that anyone went to hegetsus.com and were like, I'm gonna change my life while eating wings watching the Super Bowl. Yeah, Just yeah. And if you do, please do your please do your research. If yeah. you do, please do your research please. to know who's behind that. Please, please. Like, there's <laughs> a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of poor people in this country that need help. Yeah. Um, but worst commercial, Popeyes with Ken Jong. I was like, I'm out. That was a letdown, wasn't it? It was just, it was, I don't know if it was, it was just, I I just was disappointed in Popeyes. I was disappointed in Ken Jong. It was just, it just felt like they were doing two different commercials. It just didn't work for me. I don't know. That was like the commercial that just, I was like, this is not, and I don't, and I like Ken Jong. I don't have a problem with Ken Jong. I just was like, none of this is working. None of this makes me no. want to get Popeyes. Like this is not no. working. I I that hit. was the worst one for me. I agree. I completely agree with you. That one never hit. That had a lot of potential and it just didn't come through. It just didn't work out. Um the speaking of groups that had multiple ads, is it uh, Timu? Oh, Tamu. 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 Tamu because we learned Shamu? how to say yeah. it today. Yeah, we learned how to yesterday. say it. I was like Tamu, Shamu. Um they had four I think Twenty-eight million dollars. Yeah, yeah. It was the same commercial, and a, I don't know a whole lot about this uh, group, but apparently they're known for stealing your information. And so, so it was like really ironic, right? And that everybody was like, it was all over internet, like, you know, Tamu stole, you know, used your credit card to pay for the Super Bowl ads <laughs> for four Super Bowl ads. So Ooh, Tam- I don't I didn't need that. I didn't need that. So Tamu is like uh like 
um, like Amazon, but like in another country. A lot of people mm-hmm. get a lot of counterfeit things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Temu. Like, and a lot of people, it's because, and because when Siobhan came home, she was like, I mean, we laughed at that commercial, but I mean, I've probably spent like $400 on Temu, in the Temu <laughs> shop like this year. And like, I know so many people that do that. And it's like a lot of fake Disney stuff on Temu, a lot of like, just a mm. lot of different things, like fake tennis shoes, fake whatever on Temu. And uh, yeah, it, it was interesting seeing them get Super Bowl airtime. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. The place where people buy fake Yeezys is getting Super Bowl ads. <laughs> I was like, this is weird. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was a weird one. That was a weird one with Temu. It was. Yeah. It yeah. was. And and I'll give an honorary mention nod to uh, Mountain Dew Baja Blast with uh, oh. Aubrey Plaza and then the surprise Nick Offerman at the end there. Wow, you you, you didn't like that one. Re- why? Because I like all the people in that. I like Aubrey Plaza a lot. And yeah, so, I was right. disappointed. Really? Disappointed. Disappointed. Yeah. But overall, like an oak, uh, a pretty good oh yeah year for for co- commercials. The last five years have been a roller coaster yes. of really bad and, and really good. And you know, thankfully, they're not all going to be great. If you're spending seven million dollars on a thirty second commercial, you're probably trying to save money on the advertising agency that you're using, right? You have to think of that. It's the advertising agency that most of these places are using to come up with the commercial. feels like a lot of places went in-house <laughs> because uh, the ad cost so much. And they were like, it was like, man, this ad was not good. You spent $7 million on this ad, man, you need to, you know, use step up the game and use a different uh, ad agency next time. Well, here's the thing. Let me go a little inside baseball for you. All right. So there okay. were a total of four commercials that were aired last night that I auditioned for. Um, and four. four, there were four, uh, varying levels of pay on these commercials, by the way. And there is one that do not clip this off, Dan, because um, all right. But if somebody hears it on <laughs> if somebody career. hears it on minute forty-five of the podcast, then whatever. Yeah. I don't deserve to work for you. Um, <laughs> but there's there was a Poppy commercial, which is like the uh, yeah the seltzer. Um, that commercial play paid not a lot of money to get Super Bowl airtime. I'm telling you that right now. And wow. um, there are many things I've done for less. Uh, there are many things I've done for more money than that. And I was like, whoa. And that has exactly to do with what you said. This is the reason why I'm saying it. It's because, uh, yeah, it used to be like you booked a Super Bowl commercial. Woo, big deal. No, no. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you're Jennifer Aniston, they got her off her yeah. couch to do something. Cool. But like right. everybody else in those, any regular people you saw in those commercials, it varies. Some up here, some just normal ass commercial, and you probably didn't even know you were in a Super Bowl commercial until you saw it, until your mom saw it on TV last night. Like, because <laughs> I was shocked. Wow. Like, I texted Siobhan immediately. I was like, dude, this is not right. <laughs> Something's wrong here. <laughs> but it goes to show you, it's like, with, if you're paying $7 million for an ad, that means everything is getting cut. And that's yep. everybody. And so... Yeah, um, it was uh, that was that made for a that made for an interesting night. Um, I bet. Wow. Yeah. How about yeah. that? Yes. 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 That? Yes. But yeah, that poppy <laughs> commercial. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. 
It's not right. It's not right. <laughs> oh, it's too funny. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, um, any thoughts on the game? Um, so I'll say this: the game was entertaining, but that doesn't mean it was good football. Yeah. Uh, so I was at least appreciative of that. Okay. Um, I, so I was at least entertained by the game. I was bummed that the Chiefs won again. They're an extremely unlikable team. Travis Kelsey, if you thought he was a good dude, he's a terrible human being. You saw what he did. That is not cool. That is not cool. Mm-hmm. If and almost almost any other player would have done that to a 65-year-old oh. man, he'd be getting raked over the coals today, win or loss, because Travis Kelsey, you know, he can get away with all that stuff. That that made me feel very uncomfortable. Um could you imagine save your passion you- speech, you know, for late for me. I don't need that. Do you understand that T.O. ended up being a third ballot Hall of Famer, even though he ended up in, you know, it, when he ended his career, it was like sec, it was like third or first. It was like third or second and receiving yards and receptions yep. and all this other stuff. Right. Like it was him, Randy Moss, you know, Jerry Rice, like those those are the names. Third ballot Hall of Famer, third ballot. They looked him over. Could you imagine if in that Super Bowl with the Eagles, he bumped he even accidentally bumped into Andy Reid, let alone right? yelled at Andy Reid and attacked Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I'm, like, I'm right? telling you right now, he would be nowhere near the Hall of Fame and everyone would have a reason. They would show that all the time. He may not have been in the NFL the next year. Like, that was ridiculous. And we're going to completely yes, forget about that. Like, no one is yeah. going to be talking about that. No one is going to be saying anything about that for the rest of Travis Kelsey's life. Like, that was a lot. And them laughing it off, like, you know, it's all, you know, just told him I loved him. You know, yeah, it's, it's nothing. And them laughing about it. And I'm like, dude, that just, it just really made me mad because that's just not, no. Like, I wish somebody would have taken accountability for that after the game, and that didn't happen, mm-hmm. and that means it'll never happen, and that just right. really makes me mad. Like, we spent a whole week talking about George Pickens, a dude no one freaking knows, and talking about how he ruined the Steeler way. Yeah. <laughs> and, Absolutely. And like, no one knows him, and he did nothing but not try right. to dive on a fumble or something, or not block yeah. for somebody. And people are like, oh, God, he's the worst person of all time. Like, yeah. like, but if he would have done that, uh, he'd have been like cut. You, you know dude. what I mean? He is way. He should not just be glossed over. I could not agree with you no. anymore. It's absolutely terrible that oh. they just forget about it and laugh about it. Yeah. And, oh yeah, yeah. Tell me, yeah. just if he would have fell over, dude, he was close to falling over. This is yeah. an unhealthy, <laughs> overweight, sixty-five-year-old man that has trouble yes. walking. Yes. Yes. Come on. Yes. Come on. Dude. Save it. Yeah. Save all yeah. that for me. Oh but otherwise, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a, it was, it was, it's good to have a tight game, a close game over time. We were all a little confused about the rules. We all were, you know, and so were the 49ers. Like it was so were the 49ers. That's kind of rough. Um, and, but you kind of knew what was going to happen. You, you knew if Patrick Mahomes had any chance with the ball in his hand, that he was going to win the game. So, uh, memorable. Memorable Super Bowl. We'll say that. Yeah. Memorable Super Bowl. And uh gotta say, Blake Lively. I mean, other than Usher, might have been the MVP. Like, Jesus Christ. No doubt about it. Not enough people see not too, not enough people talking about what Travis Kelsey did. Not enough people talking about Blake Lively and her appearance. Every shot they went up to Taylor just went to Blake Lively. And I'm like, 
golly, just sheesh. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Shouts to <laughs> shouts to Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. Like, dude, shouts to you. You congrats. won the lottery. Congrats on all your success. Yes. Yeah. Shouts to you. <laughs> oh yeah, Deadpool. Good. Good. That's cool too. Whatever. Right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's get into music. Uh, Dan, uh, for me, uh, Usher put out his new album, Coming Home. It's really good. It's bloated, like everything else, because it's 20 songs. Why? Doesn't yeah. need to be. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. There's there's a solid 12-song album in there, like fully solid 12-song album in there. But, like, make your own playlist, if you will. Uh, you know, A-Town Girl, you're a Billy Joel song. You're a Billy Joel fan, Dan. You're a Billy Joel yeah. fan. A-Town oh, Girl yeah. is a jam. Is a absolute jam with him and lotto a town girls the one okay i like that i like that a lot uh first one up for me it's been a while since she's been on a playlist been a while since she put out new music two years almost in fact uh girl in red finally finally we have new girl in red music she put out a first single uh called too much she's got a new album coming out i think in april late april so so excited for it there is definitely some increased production on this song in particular. Uh, it doesn't concern me. I still like it, and I don't think the whole album will sound that way. Uh, so don't be alarmed. It's just a little bit more production than we're used to with Girl in Red, but too much. Great song. Glad to have her back. Yes. Glad to have her back. Glad to see what she does next. This is, I mean, you yeah. know, when somebody does such, you know, becomes the talk of the town, it's like, excited to see what she does next. So mm-hmm. it should be exciting uh beyonce put out two songs texas hold'em and 16 carriages and 16 carriages is incredible putting that on the playlist texas hold'em's fun don't get me wrong it's fun 16 carriages is i don't know what we're getting out of this beyonce country feeling album yeah 16 carriages is oh wow a lot (laughs) <laughs> i like it yes i like it uh second one for me is from uh david uh and if you recall hey. or, or that name sounds familiar i spelled d four v d you know how i like my odd spellings but he's <laughs> made an appearance or two on the playlist before very up and coming moody indie pop uh, uh musician really like his stuff um he's got a new album coming out as well called withering and he dropped a second single off of it called leave her this past week uh, really, really like it, and it's gonna. I think it's his first full length album, uh, coming up. Um, looking forward to that. But uh, leave her from our boy David. All right, and uh, I'm gonna put more Usher on the playlist because it's deserved. Song that he did not play last night. You make me wanna put that on the playlist this week because that's the song that basically started it all. So you make me wanna put that on the playlist. There you go. My final song, it's also going to be from Usher. I don't know, what, but you know what? I don't, I'm not going to tell you what it is yet because I need to give that massive album a chance and <laughs> listen do. to it all the way through you before do. I pick a song other than A-Town Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have that song yet because I want to make sure I get all the way through get it. Through. There's some good ones in there. Get through right? I can't just stop through eight or nine and go, I got to pick one of those. So I promise you it'll be on the playlist by the time Friday comes around. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, there's going to be a lot of Usher this week. Dude, yeah, a lot of Usher. And it's deservedly so. And I just, I, mean, I'm yeah. just, I don't know. Coming Home is so good. Like, it's just, it's, it, I'm surprised. Like, I don't know when you, somebody's this far in their career. I want a couple songs. I want a few songs that are good. And, you know, I'm happy. But, like, this has a lot of meat to it. And it's good. So, check mm-hmm. it out. Nice. Nice. 
All right. Well, that's the Sounds of Brunch. Make sure you check it out on Spotify. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify. Then you can go over and listen to the Sounds of Brunch on Spotify as well. This has yeah. been the Usher Breakdown. And uh, Dan, any final thoughts on the Usher Breakdown today? Yeah, you know, we let off uh, with our co-host who wasn't able to join us here today, Chris, and realized we never really answered his question. And I feel like I need to do that. Uh, yes, I believe, Chris, I'm with you. This was probably the worst year of football in my entire life. Uh, so glad that it's over and uh, can, you know, keep looking forward to next year. And hopefully don't have to say that uh, much, much longer because, yes, us spoiled fans uh, here in the Steel City uh, are quite that uh, spoiled with our college football and professional team. And it's about time we turn things around. So out with that, on with 2024. The draft will be here before we know it. You had a much better year, I'm oh. sure, but historically bad for for chris and i yeah and my final thoughts are um can't relate <laughs> that's the brunch <laughs> breakdown we're out